Hello everybody, welcome back to Tales from the Stonies. So, um, again, I'm back on Reddit. I just love some of the stories I, I read on there. Um, very creepy, depending on uh, the content that you're looking for. Um, but, you know, I wanted to mix it up. I didn't want to just give you guys just like one topic today. I wanted to change it up, give you guys a whole bunch of different type of topics here. So the first one is from Glitch. It's called Glitch in the Matrix. It's posted by Grizzly Bongo. Something weird and unexplainable happened at my friend's house. This is the first glitch I've experienced. So I was at my friend's house the other day and we got some drinks from the kitchen. And then I went up to his room to play some video games. He put his glass of water on, on his bookshelf and turned around to shut his door. In doing so, he knocked over the full glass of water and it went all over the floor. My friend was pretty pissed that pissed as they got all over quite a few of his books as well. So we went downstairs to get to get some kitchen towels and came back up like 30 seconds later. When we opened the door, we noticed that the wet patch on the floor was gone. So we felt it was it was bone dry. He felt his books and got that got wet dry too. And we couldn't find the glass that we left on the floor either. It was then that we looked up and saw a full glass of water sitting on his bookshelf. No one could have put it there as we were home alone at the time. Yo, that's a... Uh... If that did happen, I mean, not only did they... Like, everything changed. The wet patch on the floor, the books being wet, um, the whole glass of water showing back up full, you know, on his uh, bookshelf. That's some pretty creepy shit. Let's get on to the next Okay, so this one's called... Well, this one's by Poe uh, Jasko. Here's why I quit my job at the funeral home. Before I go on, I just want to say that the, my last post got a few upvotes than I thought. So thanks. Also, this experience may creep some of you out or trigger someone else. So reader beware, blah, 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 scare. The night I'm talking about happened in January of 2006. It was an unusual, unusually eventful day at the funeral home I worked. People had died and we held services all week before. So that day I just decided to clean up the place. The day still went on and when everyone left and went home around 5.30pm, I went back to the FH into my apartment. I knew... I was on I, I knew I was on call that night, so I didn't make any plans. I sat with my uncle and we ate and watched Hellboy on Sci-Fi Network. He went on to his bed when it was over, but I stayed up a bit. At about eleven forty five ish, I decided to hit the to hit the hay. Usually when I get body death calls, they would come well past midnight. So I was surprised when the phone rang before I could even shut my eyes. I answer it. It's my boss. He tells me that the cops found a guy been down for a few days in a decomp. FH talk for decomposing. Oh, funeral home talk for decomposing. I put my suit and tie back on and awaited my boss. He arrives and we loaded up the hearse. Didn't know how to spell that. <laughs> uh, 
And we drove way out to the sticks where this dude lived. He was old and frail, and the early stages of decomposing were were beginning. He was easily enough for he was easy enough for me and a cop to lift on our own. We'd put him on a stretcher and uh, on a stretcher, and my boss and I leave. When I get back to the funeral home, we put the body in a body closer so that the JP and the EMS can look at him. Boss leaves, and I go back into my living place. Air immediately feels like there was no oxygen. I got ready for bed, and just like that, I fell asleep. I have a dream. Me and the guy I had just picked up are best buds. We go watch Star Wars Force Awakens. It had just opened, but then I see him in his cool. I see him in his cooler, and he looks at me and starts laughing at me. Ask him what's he laughing at. He says something I can't hear. I ask him to say it again. He says. I'm going to kill your family. I woke up drenched in sweat, and I was so I was in so much pain that night. I typed my letter for resignation and let it print for the and let it print from the Wi-Fi printer, so my boss would let me see it first thing in the morning. I was terrified of dreams, and I did not sleep in the rest for the rest of the night. Yo. That's some creepy stuff. Just having a job as a person, as a coroner, I guess, I don't know if that's the right word for it. Um, you know, they're just going around picking up dead bodies. To me, that's creepy enough as it is. But I know that death is natural. It's a natural thing. It's going to happen to everybody and everything. But, you know, to work as picking them up from their last, uh, I guess you can say, resting place. That's uh, pretty creepy. And not only that, but you dream about them. Turns out it's like everything's good and then it's a nightmare. Telling you he's going to kill your family. You wake up sweating. Yo, man, this... uh, I wonder if I can find more on this guy. Alright, so let's go back to the last one segment. This one's Super Sunoco. Um, Yeah, it's a Ouija board story. My sister and I found me. My sister and I found one in the house we just moved into. We were teenagers. We decided to give it a go in our basement. It warned me that I would die in a car accident that I stole. That I stole her fiance in 1927. And when I asked my name back, it just said AJ. She hated me. She hated me. She said. I. Tr- I tried with a few friends once after that, and my sister got really mad at me for it. Weird shit started happening, and things really got creepy downstairs. You could frequently hear someone sliding boxes around in the back room, all heavy and full of old books. My sister was sleeping with her boyfriend down there when out of the blue a plastic a plastic ba- uh, bag floated down and covered his face so he couldn't breathe. Tons of very creepy dreams. The most notable, a false awakening where I thought I had woken up because I felt a creepy entity in my dream with me. Jumped up to pull the string to turn the light on, but it was a slimy arm that I had pulled on, which grabbed my hand, snatched on closet doors at night, 
and only later discovered that a woman hung herself in the garage some 20 years before we moved in. That garage was a walkout portion of the basement. If that wasn't enough, a year or so later, a fire in the basement started, and our house almost burned down. The firefighters couldn't find the source of how it started. It engulfed the entire couch that my brother was sleeping on, and my mother ran down there and into the burning room because she thought she saw him being burned alive on the couch. She had horrible asthma ever since from the smoke. Like I said, leave the Ouija board alone. It is not a game. Despite who makes it, it's not a game. Okay? If... That's... How can I put this? Uh, don't mess around with shit you don't know. I, I'm guessing that, that that will basically be my like information for that. If you don't know what you're doing, even if you know what you're doing, people that know what they're doing don't really even play with that. You know, there's people that get addicted to playing it. And I find that creepy, you know, as it is. You know, people getting addicted to playing a board game that sometimes they just play by themselves. You know, they're just there speaking to a spirit. Who knows who? Because sometimes this spirit doesn't want to tell you who it is. You know? On to the next one. This one was posted by you, Destruction. Mm-hmm. I've been reading a fair amount of stories relating to double gangers and look-alike beings. It brought out an old memory I have of my late teens, early 20s. When I was younger, my parents always took us on mini vacations to the ocean. My mom had a friend that owned a cabin a couple of miles up, a couple of miles up the mouth of a river that fed that fed the sea. This cabin was a good two and a half, two three hours from home. On this particular trip, I decided to stay home. I gave the excuse that I had work and I couldn't miss it. In reality, I just wanted to go to a big party my friend was having that weekend. The Friday they left, I got off work around 2 p.m. and got home. They had already been gone for hours. I turned some music on and turned it up loud so I could hear it in the bathroom and shower. I finished showering and I'm standing in at the sink, shaving, brushing my teeth, getting ready for the night. I was singing along loudly to the music because no one was home. Just being goofy because who's around to laugh at me, right? That's when I seen him. My little brother, who's 17 or 18 at the time, walked right by the bathroom door. He looked at, he looked, he looked me in the eyes, smiling, shaking his head, and said, clear as day, fucking Annan. I look, I look over asking, dude, what are you doing home? I felt a little embarrassed. He was still home and had witnessed me singing, singing to the music, so I was laughing with him. He never answered me. He just kept walking towards his bedroom. I called out for him again, and I started walking out of the bathroom trying to follow him. He particularly opened his he partly opened his bedroom door, uh, slipped in, and shut the door behind him. So I go to his door and open it. Nothing. No one there. I call out his name, and he never responds. Now, I'm starting to think this is weird. I continue looking throughout the entire house calling for him, only getting silence in return. 
I called my parents after searching the house to see if my little brother went with them or stayed home and was missing and was messing with me. My parents got real serious and said my brother was with them at the cabin, sitting next to them and playing on a board game. There was no way. I seen him, heard him. I looked him in his eyes. He walked the same pressure, the same uh, posture, sounded the same, dressed the same as always. I knew that it. W I knew what I seen. Sure enough, when they returned, he was with them. The story might not scare others, but it freaked me out again. I knew that my little brother and I. I knew. <laughs> I knew my little brother and I know what I saw. I have never been. I never had an experience like that before or after that incident. Seeing someone who looked, acted, and dressed like my brother talk to me, sound exactly like him, and even going into his room, the only oddity about it all was that, was that, although he was walking in the same posture, he was taking large steps as if he was in a hurry to get to his room and then slipped into his room. He also didn't open the door completely to go in. Maybe only halfway, then slipped in between the door and the wall door. Did I dream it? Couldn't have. I was awake. And I excited to go to this party. Did I hallucinate? Did I... I didn't, I didn't see how since I've never thought I've seen a family member that wasn't there before. Or that this incident. All in that very way strange. I tried to forget. Tried to forget it. Over the years, but memory still sticks with me. It just doesn't make sense. I've been looking for an answer, but never seems possible. What did I see? What was in my house with me that day? If it was miraculous, why did it try to mess with me in any, any more than it did? Wow. Yo, if that story is real, it is fucking creepy. You know, like, you're home alone. Your family left. You know, you're singing to music. You're in the shower. Doors open. And, like, a family member passes by and just, you know, mocks you. And then you're trying to go to your, you know, he goes to his room. Or, you know, you're trying to, like, hey, where are you? You know, I'm talking to you. Goes into his room. Nobody there. And that's some creepy shit. Uh, I don't know. Do I believe in double gangers? You know, I've always, you know, you always hear about that. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but to me it happens a lot where they're like, you look very familiar. Did you go to this school? No. You sure? Because you look exactly like some guy, you know. Nope, not me. <laughs> but uh, very creepy. Okay, so now we got Haunted Deathist. I think my house has a portal. I moved into my house in 1985 after the birth of my second daughter. From the start, there were strange, there were strange going on. My living room door handle would rattle every night, but because it was next to the floor door, but it, but it down to drafts. My husband was home one night, and I was wide awake trying to fall asleep. When I watched a monk walk into my room around it and out through the wall, I was shaking. My husband awake shouting, look, look, there's a monk. But it was too late to see it. 
and I was and said I was dreaming. We argued about it. Six weeks later, I'm home with just two of my kids, and again, I'm going to bed, and the monk appears again, writing, reading me this last time, writes, that's what I thought. I shouted, I'm not a Catholic, and he disappears instantly. Then my eldest daughter uh, said to me one day, I like that old lady. I said, which old lady? She said, the old lady that comes into my room and reads to me every night. My husband said that she was dreaming and we left and we left it at that until I heard her quietly speaking one night. She was sat up and she was sat up in bed, eyes wide awake, open with her arms held out like she was reading someone, like she was holding someone's hand and looking directly at someone. I asked what she was doing and she just put her arms down and laid back down and went to sleep. I thought, yeah, she's dreaming. When she mentioned the old lady again, I asked her to describe her. She said she had very gray hair and round glasses. Anyway, we never really talked about it again, and I knew that there was a problem. My daughter wouldn't wouldn't tell me. Three years later, I had my son, so I moved my girls to another bedroom. I previously, I previously used as a junk room that had always given me the creeps. As I had once heard a woman laughing hysterically in there, and I would, and when I opened the door, there was no one in there, but a rocking chair was rocking by itself. I just closed the door and thought, fine, whatever, it's just is having fun. Then the reactivity started. My youngest girl would tell me a man would stop her from coming into my room at night, and made her go back to her bed. She swears to me that this is over 30 years after it happened. Then one night I heard my youngest girl shouting for me over and over, so I ran upstairs to go to her to her room. And I stopped dead in my tracks. My girl is shouting out, is stood up out of bed having a tug of war with her quilt. With something. The quilt is in the air with nothing at one side holding it up and being tugged by my daughter and whatever else had hold of it on the other side end. I think I was in disbelief and say, typically mom style, what on earth is going on? My daughter says, he won't let me have my quilt. At this point, I realize I'm not imagining this and neither is my daughter. So I shall get out of my child's room and don't ever bother her again. You're not welcomed. When that I can only describe the three little lines of light whoosh. And so fast it was a split second went over my shoulder and out the room. I pushed my daughter back to bed and told her to to shout if she needed me. I look back. So many paranormal things have happened and are still happening in this house. I can't believe lack of money and mortgage. I bought the house after two years of living here. I ha have managed to keep me for 34 years and keep so calm about the stuff that happened. I put the experience down with the monk as dreaming like husband said because even I thought it's too ridiculous. Why would a monk be in my room until two years ago? I started researching an area and found out that the land my house was built on belonged to a monastery. If anyone wants to hear more of our experiences, let me know. Wow.
Uh, I don't think it's a portal. I think your house is haunted. It's built on, you know. Oh man, that's just fucking creepy. Uh, I wouldn't know what to do with that. Things besides move, sell the house for super cheap. <laughs> like Jesus, what what would you guys do? What do you? I want to know what you guys would freaking do if that would happen to you guys. So. Okay, so this one comes from Chickington Headless Horseman Siding. I live in South Alabama, right by an old battleground from the from the Civil War. It was the Battle of Barkley. A friend and I were on our way back from deer hunting when we saw a headless figure sitting on a horse facing traffic in an old uniform. It was around a mile mark, 15, not around anything in the bend, in the road at 12 noon. It was definitely not a costume. As there were, as we were past Halloween, we looked in the rear view and literally never spoke of it again. Months later, my job hiring a guy and I had to train him. We went on a drive and we got into talking about scary things. And before I could finish my story about the headless figure, we took on the words we took on the words from my mouth and literally froze with his jaw dropped. He said he had a friend years ago who spoke of a headless horseman on 225. This man and I literally had no alter uh, no affiliation whatsoever prior to this drive. I told my buddy who was with me and I watched his screen crawl with fear. Can anyone else verify this? I'd love to hear from someone. I've heard some I've heard of some horrific things that have happened on that highway from those who lived down tell uh lived down uh, lived down it tells of the Demination and haunting wind down that sleepy stretch of southern forgotten highway. Um, wow. Um, I mean, dude, the Headless Horseman has been like a story. I don't even know if I, I don't know if it was like a story that was based off, you know, stories told about a Headless Horseman or if it's something that, uh, that just happened. Like, if. If um horseman did get his head decapitated somehow, but um you know usually I only hear about a a horseman story like in movies, so that to me that that's pretty creepy. Uh, but is it real though? That's the question that we always seem to ask ourselves: Is this person telling the truth, and is it real? Okay, so this next one is from DreamFox56. I wonder if she still sees her friend. So I used to work in a daycare. Now I know kids have an active imagination, but once conversation I had with a child freaked me out and I still think about it three years later. I'm a spiritual person who has seen many things in my time. Some I rather forget seeing. Anyway, this child came up to me one day while I was sobbing and said if I was excited for this evening. I asked her why. She said she was having a sleepover and tea party with Elsa and his friends. I thought maybe he was her cousin or something, so I asked who he was. 
And without missing a beat, she says, My friend. Sometimes he doesn't talk to me, though. A bit weird out, I asked her if her mom and dad knew Elsa and if there was, um, and if he was coming over, and if they knew that he was coming over. She said no. He lives in my teddy bear. We play all the time together. My mom and dad can't see him. Now she thought this teddy bear, now she thought this teddy bear where Elsa lived to school every day. I never looked at the bear the same way again. To top this off, before I had the Elsa conversation, I covered breaks in the baby room every day around 12 since that. When the babies would go to sleep, the classroom was across the hall from the preschool room where the girl who had the possessed bear was and a huge glass window that looked into the baby room and every day she would stand by the glass window with her bear and just stare at me not moving until it was time until it was lunchtime i always thought it was strange so i asked her teacher why she took the teddy the why she looks into the baby room her teacher said she likes to watch the baby sleep the thing was the baby slept in the crib in the crib room which you cannot see from the preschool room where she was this activity of hers got more unsettling after Elsa's conversation the next day I ended up sobbing for a different preschool uh, uh, ended up sobbing for a different preschool room on the other end of the building I never knew the outcome of the party sleepover she had I ended up leaving the center a few months later to this day I wonder if she still sees him. Uh, <laughs> fuck, dude. Um, you know, we all think, you know, kids do have an active imagination. They, uh, you know, they, they like to play. They like to make things up. But uh, there's just some things a kid can make up. Some things a kid shouldn't know. Um, or say, you know. It's just creepy. If this is real, this is freaking creepy. Pet now if your kid has an imaginary friend, pay attention to what that what your kid is playing with that imaginary friend if it's real. And try to introduce your kid to some friends. I mean if he's if they're having imaginary friends, I mean it's time for some real friends. Let's be real. Alright, so this one is by No Birthday. I'm sorry, it's, uh, yeah, no birthday. Um, anybody explain this? Okay, so this happened a long time ago, and I've never been able to explain it or even remotely make sense of it. When I was a child, between the ages of six and seven, a really strange phenomenon happened to me. I have no idea what or how to explain it, but I'll give it, to, uh, but I'll give it a go. So, like I said, I was somewhere between my sixth and seventh birthday, and I was... And I was a school that, and I was out of school that day. Not sure why. Illness. I strictly remember being in my room upstairs in the morning, as if I was still in my PJs and had breakfast not long before. And then my the weirdest thing happened. I then remember seeing my house as if I was falling from the sky until I fell onto my own body. At that moment, I recall a feeling I've never experienced since. It was like if I just woke up in another body, like six years into life. In that living room, my house, and it was 
and it was the afternoon. So what happened during the time that I lost? Second weirdest thing about this, I don't remember anything in my life that happened before this day. Just the morning of the day and the afternoon. Like literally nothing before that. Only what people tell me. Anybody have similar experience? Any explanation? Uh, I'm going to read you guys uh, this comment real quick. It says, a walk-in. A walk-in can be a soul exchange in which a new soul takes up residence in the body of a soul, walks out. One who has completed a mission on earth at time, this soul is ready to leave due to life circumstances. The walk-in soul agrees to complete the contract left by the walk-out soul, rather than having a body die in, in order to release the soul from its incarnation. Another soul steps in and picks up where the previous soul left off. That's some crazy shit. Well, alright guys, that wraps it up for this episode of Tales from the Stonies. Thank you guys for uh, listening. Uh, make sure to listen to the next episode that's coming. That's going to be the last time we talk about creepy stuff. Uh, and it's going to be the last episode of season one. So season two, we see what we talk about. Maybe music, maybe comics, maybe freaking books, maybe porn, maybe stupid shit. Who knows? But please follow and don't forget that uh, this ain't YouTube. So don't try to subscribe. But if you can, subscribe. Drop that like. Thank you guys for listening. Let me hit this ball real quick. Deuces, everybody. Take care. Five, four, three, two, one. We're done.